0: Welcome to GCAF Manila Podcast. Listen to God's Word on the go and on demand. Good morning to all those who are watching us or joining our praise and worship or worship today in the live stream. I'm so excited today because I do believe that God has something in store for all of us this morning. While we are in this lockdown, it will not stop us from worshiping and our living God. And it is really very wonderful to to take note because for the past few weeks, we've been talking about giving. And this series, what a way to end this Sunday, talking about giving in action and having an example of the life of David and how he poured out his life in making sure that the temple of the Lord is built during the time of his son. So it is indeed wonderful to meet you, everyone, in the in live stream. Happy Sunday to everyone. And let's move forward. Giving in action is our message for the day. I like the, the quote coming from Robert Louis said in Stevenson that says, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. It's really true because there are, if there are farmers here what, uh, joining us in worship, they can really attest to this one. You can never harvest what you have not planted. The reason why you will have that kind of harvest because of so many seeds that you have planted in the first place. It is the principle of sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow, one day you will, able, you will be able also to reap. So this Sunday, as what I have said, let's, let's look at this cool minute, this, this series about giving, by talking about giving in action. And if you have your Bibles with you, or for, you can just simply follow in, 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 in the screen, it is found in First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 14 to 19. The word of God says, But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here only for a moment. Visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow gone so soon without a trace. Verse 16. Oh Lord our God, even this material that we even this material we have gathered to build the temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. Know my God that you examine our hearts and rejoice with you. When you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives. All I have watched your pe- all I have, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. Verse eighteen, O Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you. So it see to it that. Their love for you never changes. Give my son Solomon the wholehearted desire to obey all all your commands, laws, and decrees and to do everything necessary to build this temple for which I have made these preparations. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we commit, Father, O Lord, your word this morning. We ask you, O God, that as we study your word, Lord, we ask you to open up our hearts, open up our mind, and allow us, Father in heaven, to obey what you want what you will command commanded us, Lord, to to do this morning. And meet me, Father in heaven, that as we act in giving, may you honor, O God our attitude and our behavior as we give towards you. Speak now, Lord, as we listen to you. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Giving in action. Giving in action. Now maybe we have to ask the question, if everything really belongs to God, are we really are we a steward or an owner of all those things? Or maybe we can ask another question really as we are closing our series this morning. How can we give that pleases God? How can we give that pleases God? Now let's look at the background of the story of the passage that we have, said, that we have read a while ago. It all started actually in, the second, in 2 Samuel chapter 7 when David, after so many, after a few, many times that th- there is peace already in the land, he was actually walking around enjoying the place where God gave him his palace. And this is what he said in, in verse 1 up to verse 2. He said, when king david was settled in his palace and the lord had given him rest for all the surrounding enemies the king summoned nathan the prophet he said look david said i i am leaving a beautiful cedar palace but the ark of god is out there in a tent now i would like to read it once again he said look I am living in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of God is out there in a tent. Now when I read this passage of the Bible, I can really t- tell immediately the heart of David. Because true enough, who is David by the way? David is a shepherd boy, but he was anointed to become king to succeed Saul. And if you look at the accomplishments of David, from the very beginning of his journey as a king, he always acknowledges God, that God has always been there, giving him the victory and giving him all the things that he enjoys in life. That's why when he was looking around, maybe, he, maybe David walking around in, in his palace or maybe in the rough deck. And while enjoying the place, looking around, he was able to see, look down and said, Oh my God. I am enjoying this kind of convenience and luxury. But here comes. The giver Of what I is still there in a tent. Friends, church, no wonder David <clears throat> was called a man after God's own heart because he never forget the true one who provided all the convenience in life all the luxuries in life and all the victories that he went through and that is the God so today this is where we are going to to stop and look back and look where our passage will bring us today because this is actually the 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 context why david is actually in chapter 20 in chapter 29 of first chronicles is talking about how he is preparing to build the temple but the story does not end there actually god in in fact even approves a lot of david's actions When he said so. God even promised him that there will be always king coming from his descendants, from his lineage. And true enough, even Jesus, the king of kings, came from the lineage of David. God is always true to the life of David. And may it be that as we learn from the actions of David and his principles, we can also be the kind of person that God wanted us to be even in the areas of, 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 of giving and worshiping and giving in obedience. So how can we give that pleases God? We will give that pleases God that, is, that has to have an action. In, in verse 14, it says, But who am I and who are my people? This is the connection of the context that we have read a while ago. Who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like passing shadows. Gone so soon, Without a trace. Now what is David is simply saying? How can we, how can we give that pleases God? He's but just simply saying that we can give that pleases God if we give wholeheartedly with all humility. Give wholeheartedly with all humility. He said, who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? It is but just, David is saying, we don't have the right to give anything to you, God. Because if everything belongs to you, then what is our right to give? What is our right to give? Because everything belongs to you. And then he continued by saying, everything we have has come from you. So that's why he says everything, everything belongs to God. Everything that we give is actually belongs to God. We can give because God first gave it to us. In fact, he said, he continued by saying, we give you only what you first gave us. So church, this is exactly the heart that God wanted us to have when we give. Giving in action is Is give wholeheartedly, freely, with all humility, knowing fully sure that nothing, nothing is actually ours. Everything belongs to God. All we have is a gift from God. Everything. That's why he said, we give you only what you first gave us. So everything is a gift from us. So the question that I'm going to ask you now is this. Where would we be without the generosity of God? Where would we be without the generosity of God? If our house is a gift, our car is a gift, our career is a gift, and our business is a gift, our children, our family is even a gift. Our possessions, our accomplishments, our wealth, even our life, everything is a gift from God. Now, can you imagine that? That's why, that's why David, this verse just simply says, Who we are, who am I, that we can, that we can give something to you, Lord. What we have given you is actually... You have given to us first. That's why we were able to give you something. And I tell you, I'm sorry to tell you that even our looks, maybe you look at yourself right now, maybe you're so beautiful. Oh, Of course, mothers will always say, you are so beautiful. You are so handsome. But I tell you, but even that, our looks is a gift from God. It's really Everything is a gift from God that's why when you look at Malachi 310, 3.10 it says bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in, in my temple now I've been reading I've been looking at in all, almost all versions of the Bible I have never found that God says give all tithes into the storehouse. And why do you think so? Because if everything belongs to God, then David is right. We don't have the right to give. But God has the right to command us to bring. That's why God has commanded us to bring the entire tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in his house. And i if you read through this passage, if you do, he said, "If you do," says the Lord of Heaven's armies, "I will open the fly. I will open the windows of heaven for you." Wow. What a very personalized! It is God who is going to open the windows of heaven for you. Who is this you? The one who obeys in bringing the tithes into the storehouse. So those who are obedient enough to give is the one that God says, my heaven's armies will open the windows of heaven for you. And not only that, he continued by saying, I will pour out, he said, I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. And then he continued by saying, try it, put me to the test. Try it and put me to the test. That's why the best way to really please God in our giving is to give wholeheartedly with all humility. And not only that, he also said, we are not of this world. In other words, we are just passers. We're just visitors of this world. And in fact, if you look at our life, David said, our days on earth are like passing shadows. Now, come to think of it, a passing shadow, the shadow is there when there is light. But after the day, when it is dark, Shadows are gone. Life really, friends, is too short. And it's very short that we should always make our life pleasing to our God, even in the area of our giving. Now, I can really attest to this that life is too short because my sister-in-law has just passed yesterday. Now, I cannot imagine that Blitza was able to talk to her on a Friday. And in the morning of a Saturday, she's gone. She's gone. Friends, our life is too short. What counts is the heart that we have opened and obey to the commands of God. And one of the commands of God is to bring, to bring our tithes to the storehouse and be a blessing as well to others. In Matthew 6, 19-21, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will will be also. So that's why it's important, friends, that we have to really look at our hearts when we give. And even in the areas of the resources that God has placed in us. Because God is just giving us resources so that we can use but at the end of the day it's not ours everything is his even our lives so we should be the kind of person who manages this for the glory of god second giving in action is up to also give with joy give joyfully with pure motives so not only give wholeheartedly with all humility, but we should also give joyfully with pure motives. Verse 16, says, oh Lord our God, even this material we have gathered to build, a temple to honor your holy name, comes from you. It all belongs to you. Know, my God, that your that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. So what did he say? Again, he reiterated that everything belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. Not only that, he said, I know my God, that you examine our hearts. Friends, It is really important to examine our hearts when we give. Because numbers, 20%, 10%, giving, and all this stuff, even 90% is just numbers. What counts for God is actually the attitude of our heart why we give. So towards the end of this message, we will be giving, we will be committing something to the Lord. He doesn't really care about the number but He cares most about the attitude of your heart. About our obedience when we give. And in in fact, when you look at this one, it's really about an expression coming from our heart that we are going to give for the with the one who has given us in the first place because He is the one who gave in the first place that's why we can give so the question that I'm going to ask one more time today friends is how is our heart in relation to giving how is it today Before we give, we have to examine first our hearts. Examine first our hearts. And listen to what God is telling us, telling you to give. He continued by saying, I have done all this with good motives. So again, motive is really critical into our giving. It's in our hearts. And finally, he said, your people Offer their gifts willingly and joyously. God is just simply saying, God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. When we give to the Lord, what He wants is our heart. And the most important thing is our motive when we give. That's the most important thing is our motive when we give. And we should not, we should not regret why we give, but rather we should be cheerful when we give. In 2 Corinthians 9, 7, it says, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So when we give, we have to first make a decision how much we give, even before we give. And then after making that decision, shake our motives into our hearts. It should that we should not be reluctant on what God is telling us to give. But rather, we have to give it because we love God. And do you know, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if all, if we will ask most of you here, if not all, will ask you, do you really love God? The answer normally is always, yes, I love you, Lord. I love the Lord. But do you know the expression of God's love? How do we know that we really love the Lord? The expression of God's love is so simple. Obedience. When you obey what God is telling you to do, what God is telling us in His Word, then we can really say, Yes, Lord. I love you. I love you. Because obedience is the expression of our love. And finally, the third one is actually give sacrificially out of obedience. So giving in action involves give wholeheartedly with all humility, give joyfully with pure motives, and give sacrificially out of obedience. Verse 18 it says, O Lord, the God of our ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Make your people always want to obey you. See to it that their love for you never changes. Give my son Solomon the wholehearted desire to obey all your commands, laws and decrees, and to do everything necessary to build this temple, for which I have made this preparation. I want you to look at this bold letter. He said, make your people always want to obey you, See to it that your love for you never changes. What he simply says is obedience in giving is our expression of our love. That's what he simply means. Obedience in giving is our expression of our love. That's why it's really important to look at our heart. Because Matthew 6:21 says Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Will also be. So in fact, when you really want to obey God in, in giving, we should obey Him and declare our love to Him so that our hearts should not holding on to the things that He allowed us to enjoy in our life. Because all these things are His. In fact, we were able to give because in the first place, He gave. Verse 19, it says, Give my son Solomon the whole heart he desire to obey. He simply means giving is really out of love and obedience. So giving is worship because when we love God, when we obey God, we are worshiping God. So giving is worship and we worship God when we obey Him out of love, when we give to Him out of love and obedience. And then finally he said, everything necessary to build this temple. Everything necessary to build this temple. Now the ultimate fulfillment of a giver is to build God's temple. Why are we giving? And why are we bringing our tithes to the storehouse? So that the the people in the storehouse or the people in the church will have something to spend for the expansion of His kingdom for the expansion of His kingdom. So it's actually building the kingdom of God. That's why we are going to give. To some, it is expansion of the kingdom. And to some, it's really to please God. To please God. So that's why you will will hear people pray, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for these tithes and offerings. May it be used for the expansion of your kingdom. Because that's the ultimate fulfillment of the giver, that all these resources that we have bringing back to God will allow people to come to know Him in a very special way and expand His kingdom here on earth. That's why David's heart just simply said, Everything necessary. Lord, please allow my son the whole wholehearted desire to obey all the commands, all laws, and all decrees. And to do everything necessary to build the temple. This command of David is also a challenge for all of us today, church. He's also challenging us that we will have that kind of heart, a wholehearted desire to obey our God in all His commands, in laws, and decrees, and we will do everything necessary. So that people will come to know the Lord and his kingdom will be expanded on earth, as lots of souls will come to know him as their personal Lord and Savior. Question How did King David and the people give sacrificially? In First Chronicles 29 verse 3 it says and now because of my devotion to the temple of my God I am giving all of my own private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction this is in addition to the building materials I have already collected for his holy temple now, how did David give? All. It's actually all of his own private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying, church and friends, that we have to give all. But we have to give our all heart the moment we will give fully to the ministry of God. We need to look at our heart. We should allow our heart to be whole when we, when we give for the glory of the Lord. In fact, this is... If you read the next verses after that, I only look at David and the people in terms of giving. And David gave 112 tons... Of gold, 262 tons of silver, and you can see on the other side, the people also give 188 and 375. Now, I don't know about you, but when I, when I read it in, in LT, when it says tons, because I'm in the business of cement, I know what ton is all about. Ton is actually 1,000 kilos, one ton. Now imagine how many gold were there when David gave and the people gave. 1,000 kilos for one ton. 112 tons. Now, I actually, for the sake of calculation, I look at the, the, the numbers or I look at the value of that amount today. So I consulted my friend Google and it says. The price of gold today is actually per ton is 55.75 million dollars per ton. 55.75 million dollars and silver of 0.84 million dollars. In fact, it's it actually goes down already because of the pandemic scenario. Prior to that, it's even more. It's about 700 to 800 a million dollars, uh, uh, 80 to 80 million dollars. So that's, that's how it is. Now, I'm just fan of calculating it in our, in, our, in our numbers today, in peso value. This is actually what it gives me. For David, he has given 323 billion point, uh, 323.2 billion pesos. For the construction of the temple. Now, I was I was really stunned. I mean if you if you add up the the giving of the people, which is easily you can triple this, or easily you can say maybe a trillion a trillion pesos to build the temple. Now if you look at our budget as a country, our budget as a country is three point something trillion. So theoretically one third one-third of that budget was designed to build the temple in today's I mean in today's number but again again num this these are but just numbers God is so concerned in the attitude of our heart when we give he is so concerned in the attitude of our heart when we give now We give because He first gave to us everything and even His life. The last time I'm, I'm talking about giving is it was about six years ago, five years ago, maybe five years ago, when we are about to transfer into, this, into, the, into our new worship hall today. And, we are cha- and I'm challenging everyone during the time that we need to give for the renovation of the place. Because the renovation of the place during the time is actually needs 780,000 pesos to renovate the place for us to transfer. So I challenge during the time, and all of you, all of you responded to the challenge and give sacrificially so that we were able to renovate the place and enjoy the place where we are today. Only to end up that the, while the estimate is 780,000, we end up spending 1.8 million pesos because we also bring in a lot of equipments and facilities and all those stuff. But here we are today. And I'm so thankful for you you responding into the challenge. Today, we're not renovating, we're not even buying properties. But I'm going to challenge you once again. Because our mother church is embarking on a faith project of building a worship hall and at the same time, a leadership development center that will be functional hopefully in 2023 so I w- so the worship hall needs 22.5 million with a capacity of 800 people and the leadership development center needs 30 million now i challenge everyone who is joining us in worship today in the live stream. If God is talking to you in terms of your giving, I challenge all of you to commit, to pledge an amount. It can be one time, it can be monthly, it can also be quarterly. Because the desire of the pastoral team and the core team of your church is to be able to raise at least minimum one million pesos to be able to become a blessing to our mother church. By the way, friends, our mother church has been supporting us when we start very regularly, only until pandemic, knowing that we can now start on our own. But they have been, our mother church is, is actually an instrument why we become a church, as a daughter church in Metro Manila. So if God is touching you right now, if God is speaking to you right now, the amount to give, commit that to the Lord. We're going to raise this amount of money until our eighth anniversary. So our eighth anniversary is in September 2022, not this September. This September is our 7th anniversary. But we're going to raise this money within the next 18 months so that we'll be able, during the time, we will be the one, instead of them giving us, our mother giving to his daughter, now it's the daughter church giving to our mother church. Our thanksgiving, our gratitude for helping us stand on ourselves. And I tell you, one million is just the bare minimum. If we are celebrating our eight-year anniversary, how I wish that we can give eight million during the time. But all these things can only happen if God's people who is listening and joining us in this worship service, has the heart to give. And I tell you once again, let's really look at our heart and make a decision before we give. And if that's the desire of your heart, then I want you to scan the QR code in your screen right now and then place your Commitment and your pledge for the faith project that our Mother Church is doing. God looks at our heart. It's not, not even in the amount of money that we give, but it's the heart, the obedience of our heart to give. I challenge everyone, that before we will do so, talk to God first. Talk to God. How much, Lord? How do you want me to give wholeheartedly before you? How do you want me, Lord, to give joyfully with pure motives? And how do you want me to give sacrificially? Out of love and obedience. I'm so excited, church, not for the amount that we're going to raise. But I am so excited on the hand of God working in our lives, in our means. Because He Himself is the one challenging us to try me, bring me. Because this is actually a sowing and reaping principle. Whatever you sow, you will harvest one day. But I would like to be, make it very clear, church. This is not about our tithes. Whatever you will commit into the pledge is on top of the tithes because God also is very clear when He said, bring your tithes into the church, into the local church where you get feeding of your souls. So bring that tithes to the church. And on top of that, we can give, we can plant a seed so that someday will be able to harvest what we have planted. Church, once again, and all of you who are in live stream, if God is talking to you, make your commitment and scan this barcode in your screen. But before that, I would like to pray all of us before we commit to the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you so much, Lord for the way you have spoken to each one of us this morning. Thank you for the life of David and the life of the Israelites, Father in heaven, who has the heart to give willingly, wholeheartedly, joyfully, and sacrificially to you. And today, Father in heaven, I pray that as we come before you, asking you, Lord, to speak to each one of us today so that we will also be able to give what is due to you. Thank you so much, Lord, and I pray in the name of Jesus that you will be honored and will be glorified with all the things that you need to do. And because of that, oh God, I would like to declare in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, when you said, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. But this time, it is pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more, running over, and poured out into your lap. The amount you give determine the amount you give back. This is what we claim, Father in heaven, as we commit our hearts, Lord, in giving to you what's due for you and what is our offering for our mother church. We give you praise and glory, dear God, and may you honor the desire of each one's heart and truly Open the floodgates of heaven, Lord, that we will really enjoy the bounty of the blessings that you will pour to each one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Join the GKF Mandela community on Facebook and other social media platforms for more. Together, let's continue to obey Beyond Borders.